All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their business. I'm super excited this week because we have an absolute rock star from the other side of the world. And this person's expertise is in sales. A little bit about this person. They're an award-winning sales artist. They're the founder of the Membership Sales Academy. And he's the author of the best-selling book, The Art of Selling Memberships. I recommend Everybody jump on and get that book. I've just listed a few of my favorite chapters for this. Listen to this. And if this doesn't get you excited to buy this book, something's wrong. A couple of the chapters, how to generate and close leads, how to answer the price objection, how to answer the only four objections prospects will ever have, how to get commitment without coming across uh, like a pushy salesperson, how to use simple techniques that will get your prospect paying in full and giving you larger sums of money and the art of closing the hesitant buyer. I get excited just listening to that. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Eric Russell. Eric, how are you? Excellent. Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here today. Oh, me too. And just straight off the bat, because I'm sure some of my listeners are like, you know what? I just want to buy that book right now. Am I right in, <laughs> <laughs> am I right in saying, Eric, if, if, um, if someone's interested in that book, you've actually got a free plus shipping offer. Is that right? Right. They can go to sellingmemberships.com slash free book and um, I'll ship it to them wherever awesome. the heck they are. Cool. I'll put probably that. in Australia right now or worldwide, right? You got, a, you got a big audience here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, Australia, New Zealand, bit of USA, UK and Canada. Awesome. Cool. So that link again, sellingmemberships.com slash free book. And I'll put that in the show notes anyway. Also, if you want to follow Eric on Instagram at Eric Charles Russell, the link will be there as well. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. But anyways, let's get into the, the podcast here, Eric. I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Something that inspires me or fires me up. Hmm. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a quote guy per se. Um, and and what's, what's weird is the only quote that's kind of going through my head right now is one that I saw today from Mike Tyson, which was, every, you know, uh, everybody's got a plan until someone punches you in the face. Um, not that I live by that, but sales and membership sales specifically has a lot to do with that kind of a vibe because a lot of us don't realize how difficult membership sales is to do well. We think, oh, because we love it, because um, you know we're passionate about it, that that's how we're going to make sales. And yeah, you can sell that way until someone punches you in the face and you know basically says, "I got to think about it," or you know, "I I need to um, talk to my husband, wife, girlfriend, my turtle." You know, they always got something they got to talk to. So, uh, you know, everything goes well until something like that happens. So, um, that's really the only quote that I, that comes to my mind at this point, uh, in terms of quotes, I don't necessarily live by it, but, um, it does have an interesting correlation to selling memberships for sure. Oh yes. From the selling side of things, I a hundred percent agree with that, right? You can have your 
perfect little sales pitch and your perfect gym, but you know, you don't know what that person's going to punch you in the face with. So you got to be prepared for it. So I love that there. Now, Eric, the way I like to do my podcast is essentially hear your story. Like, uh, to be honest, I don't even know it. All I know is that you're the guru of selling membership sales and you teach, I'm guessing tens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of different, um, sales professionals, fitness professionals, how to sell more memberships. So I'd love to know how'd you get to that position there and you can take as long as you like you can go as quick as you like you can tell me in five minutes we can spend the whole 25 30 minutes this podcast segment about your story i'm happy for you to start where you want to start and let us know well um how i ended up here ultimately was i i published my book it took me uh, I've, I've been thinking about it for a lo- doing it for a long time and I've, I've been in the business since i was very young. My, my adopted father owned a gym and he gave me my first job selling memberships when I was 15. And I just thought, you know, this is going to be cake. You know, people need this. I've been in the gym for my whole life. Uh, well, my whole life. Uh, when you're 15, you think four years is your whole life, but I've been working there since I was 11. I, I mopped mats. I, you know, ran errands. I did all that kind of stuff. Um, and I helped out with the front desk and just various different things. So I had been in the environment and now the time came where, uh, you know, my dad was like, Hey, you want a job? I, you know, I was selling newspapers and doing stuff like that. So he figured, you know what, we'll put him in there to, to sell memberships. And I got a hundred percent commission. Ooh. So I thought that was awesome. Um, uh, because this is going to be cake, you know, people, they, they want to do this. There, it's not like I'm trying to sell a car or a vacuum cleaner or something where they're kind of lukewarm about it. If they're coming in, they're obviously going to buy a membership. You know, they need to get healthy. So um, I thought it was going to be just the best job in the world, meaning the easiest. Uh, when you're 15, whatever easy is the best, right? And I found out really, really fast that it is not as easy uh, as it might seem. Um, I remember the first week I had a lady come in and this lady, uh, had, had earlier been to the doctor and the doctor basically told her, look, if you don't change your, your habits, you don't start eating better. You don't start exercising. You're basically going to die. You have diabetes. This is, this is serious. You need to kind of, you need to get on a program. You need to get this handled. So she came to the gym and she was basically crying. You know, I mean, she was like all freaked out. And so I was like, let's, um, let's rock and roll with this. We'll have her try a workout, see how she does. She loved it. Um, even though she, she was overweight and, um, this was a new thing for her. She loved the workout. So I'm like slam dunk, you know I mean? This is like, God, how much easier could a job be than this person's coming to me? You know, they got the motivation, which is death which I don't know if there's much more motivation than than if you don't do it, you're going to die. So I'm like, you know, this is, this is going to be great. She's motivated. She's got recommendations from her doctor. She loved the workout. I, I basically say, Hey, let me, uh, let me show you how to get started here and we'll get rocking and rolling. So I showed her, you know, all the pricing and all that good stuff. And, um, she was like, yeah, um, looks good. Looks good let me talk to my boyfriend and then uh, give me a call in like a couple days. Okay. And I was like, 
what? What do you mean talk to your boyfriend? What 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 is your boyfriend gonna say <laughs> that is gonna change whether you should do this or not or or add to it? You know, like you you. Pr- I mean, it just blew my mind that you were hesitating when two seconds ago you told me if you didn't do this you're gonna die, <laughs> right? And so here I am in this situation. But as the uh, future great salesperson that I was, I thought, you know what? What's cool about this is. I already got a sale for tomorrow, so we're good to go, right? <laughs> and as you know, in this business, when they leave, most of the time they don't come back. And it's not because you, your product sucks or anything like that, but life gets in the way. What was important for them in that moment isn't important tomorrow, the next day, the next minute even. So called her back, no answer, no, an, you know, never, no call back. So it was, I call it the easiest sale that I never got, right? Because <laughs> She never came back. I don't know what the hell happened to her. But I did know that I had a t- couple choices here. I could get better at this or I could stop doing it because 100% commission of zero is zero, <laughs> right? So I'm either going to get better or I'm going to be done with it. Now, I didn't want to lean, I wasn't leaning towards done with it because here I am in my dad's gym. He has some kind of faith in me that I can do this for whatever reason. I have no idea. And I, I felt like I could not disappoint him. So I need to get better at this. So I started studying traditional sales back in those days. We had cassette tapes that we listened to and there was no webinars. There was nothing like that. So you actually had to drive to go to sales seminars. And so I started learning traditional sales, which did help a little bit, but the problem with traditional sales in our business and it specifically with, with, my experience was I didn't like how it made me feel, you know, and I didn't like how it made the prospect feel because it had this vibe of like, let me brag, let me brag, let me brag. Let me talk up my, my stuff. Then let me show you some features and benefits, wait for you to say no, and then overcome that. No, put some pressure on you and get you to say yes. So I didn't, I didn't really like that. Even though it improved my approach from when I first started, I still knew there had to be a better way. And so over the course of 20 something years, I started refining and developing this sales process that I teach now. And then I opened up my own gyms that became very successful. I sold off all of them except for uh, one, which I still have to this day. And I started thinking, you know, everybody I hire does well with this. It's not just me, you know, like it's not just a personality thing. It's the process is working for all of my employees that, that have implemented it. And I've hired people from all kinds of different backgrounds, landscapers. I had a, I had an employee that worked uh, at GameStop, um, you know, the video game store uh, in, in all kinds of different various positions all do well with it. And so in the back of my mind, I always kind of thought, you know what? I, I want to put this out as a book. Like I, I want to write a book. It kind of was just something my, my dad wrote a, a bunch of books actually. And I just kind of was like, you know, I want to do that someday too. But the thing that was holding me back was I not only did I fail English in high school once, but I actually failed English twice. So I'm thinking there's no possible way that I'm an author. Right. So it, it just kind of, was in the back of my mind, back of my mind. And then I said, you know what? 
I'm just going to rock and roll with this and I'm going to put the book out. And so I just sat down and I talked into my computer. I typed and next thing you know, I got a 220 page book based on how I taught selling to my, to my employees. Um, and, and I just put it out and, and I had, I had uh, a little bit of a following because of my success in the business already. Now you got to keep in mind too, there, there wasn't any sales training going on in our industry. Mm. You didn't have any online academies. You didn't have any seminars going on. You didn't have gurus popping up in your Facebook feed every two freaking posts. None of that existed, right? So I'm kind of out there. There's a couple guys who were doing some workshops for the business, right? But there was nobody that was specifically focused on membership sales. And so when I put it out, the, the, the book was called The Art of Selling Memberships. I remember I uploaded it to Amazon. I didn't know how to put it anywhere else. I put it out to Amazon and I, I put it out the day before so I could kind of get it ready. And then the next day I was going to launch it. And so I put it out and then I, I went back to, to update the, um, the description and kind of get it ready later that day. And I saw it was number eight in pre-sales. Wow. And I was like, what, 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 is something going on with my computer? Like, what, what the hell's going on? This is freaking me out a little bit. Two things. One, I'm like, if I'm number eight, then now that's taken away from my sales tomorrow when I want to be number one, if I can get there. Right. So I'm like, wait a second, what the heck's going on? But the pre-sales started, started rocking. And what happened was Amazon took and saw that people were buying it and what they did is they pushed it out they they started promoting my book for free so on the top right hand corner of of the book lists you saw my book as a hot new release so when it launched the next day it went number one in the u.s in wow. three categories it went number one in germany it went number one in australia it went top five in Canada, UK, India. Uh, I'm missing some of them, but it, it went nuts. I had no, I had no end game from there. I had no, like, I didn't plan on teaching this to people or consulting or any of that stuff. Matter of fact, my first client came from Australia. I didn't even know what to do with him. <laughs> I knew what to teach, but I, I didn't know. I didn't have a, a plan to charge him. I didn't know how to do a Zoom video. I don't even know if Zoom was available, but um, I, I didn't know how to record it. I, I was like in the dark. But, but this guy got, got the book and he emailed me and he said, hey, man, I implemented your stuff. The first week I, I pulled in six grand off of what you showed me over and above what I normally do. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. So... Yeah, he was my, my very first client was actually from Australia. Awesome dude. It was weird, though, because I had to do like, uh, I had to do Sunday at 7 o'clock here in the U.S., yeah. and it was like Monday, Monday at like 10 o'clock for him, and it was all, <laughs> it weirded me out because it's like, he's like, good morning, happy Monday or whatever, and I'm like, wait a second, yeah, that's, you're on a whole different day, man, this is weird. So anyway, it, it's a pretty, you know. Uh, that's the long version timeline of how I ended up here and uh, got to the point where now I actually train businesses, train salespeople to get better at uh, membership sales. And that's, that's the specific thing that I focus on is membership sales because it's, 
it's the biggest hole in most of our games is that sales process. We, we, we tend to like, oh, we need more leads. We need more leads. We need more leads. And I'm never against marketing. I'm never against having more leads. Efficiency in dealing with those leads, though, is extremely important because I have clients that would, would take 100 leads and turn them into 70 members. Mm. And, and the industry average is like 12 members out of 100 leads. You know, so that's pretty significant because what the average is, I have clients that in one month will do what it takes to normal uh, fitness pro with, without a sales process, six months to, to get percentage wise, they can do in a month, you know, and, and that's really what's uh, super important about having that sales process. Because then once you get it efficient, now you, now you, those leads are just fuel on the fire, right? But you got to have that, that, that part where you can close a lot of these sales at a high percentage. And there's a formula for it. And it took a lot of years for me to develop it and to figure it out. And like you mentioned earlier, one of the chapters in the book is the, the only four objections you're ever going to have, because I've, I've been in the business long enough to know what people are objecting to. I don't know what, what they're objecting to with, with cars. That's a whole different game. But when it comes to membership sales, I know why you're going to think about it. I know why you're going to say no. I know why all of the reasons that's going to stop you from moving forward. So I'm going into the game. I'm going into the process way ahead of you as a prospect, right? I'm a professional salesperson. I teach people to be professional salespeople. A prospect is never going to be a professional. They're amateurs. They're amateur buyers. You're a professional salesperson. You will always win that when you have the right process. Yes, love that. So many bits of good information there. I've got some questions for you, Eric. Just before I do, I just want to mention a few things there. So if you're listening to this, if that's not enough reason to, to jump on and get Eric's books right now, I don't know what is. Even just that stat there where the average industry average is 12 out of 100, um, Eric can help you get to 70. So it's very important because our whole business, well, no, it's the most important part of business, right? If you're not selling, you don't have a business. And Eric right. mentioned the marketing side of things. Hey, no one's against marketing, right? But as Eric mentioned, great. If you've got a hundred leads, but you maybe you close zero of them, those hundred leads are worthless, right? And I think a lot of the, uh, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of the focus these days is on social media. Oh, if only I had more social media followers, then I would have more gym members. Then I would have more clients. Well, not really because you can have a thousand followers on Instagram, but if you don't uh, close any of them, it's worth absolutely nothing. Let's go the flip side. If you've got 10 followers on Instagram, but you close seven out of 10, hey, that's way better, right? And then once you've got that right. process in place, then you can scale up the marketing. And then the next step from there is once you know your sales process, hey, teach it to someone else like Eric did. So I love that. Yeah, there. The thing is too, you, you, it's how you present what you have to offer. It's how you position what you have to offer. That's going to determine what, whether you're, you're going to be successful in getting people to connect what they want to get out of what they want to solve and what you can provide as a solution, right? Number of followers and all that stuff. You can't look, you can't take followers to the bank. You can only take money to the bank, right? So that's what's, that is what's important. I just read an article, as a matter of fact, it was kind of interesting. I saw that this uh, influencer, Instagram influencer, she has 2.6 million followers. Oof. 
and she was starting a clothing line, but she had to sell 36 shirts and she couldn't do it. Yeah. She didn't even sell 36 shirts. Yeah. I could sell 36 shirts right now on this dang podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, that's yes. crazy, it, but it's how, how you present and, and how she presented it obviously did not resonate with her followers. So when, when, it's, when you're not connecting those dots, you're going to miss. Yes. And I guess from the fitness side of things, you could have two trainers that are the exact same. They've got the exact same, a very similar product, very similar price, or the two gyms, very similar product, very similar price, but that's not necessarily going to be what gets someone to sign up. It could be the way you communicate what you've got, which is all right. sales. Price, listen, price doesn't sell. Price doesn't sell memberships. This is, a, this is an important thing that everybody listening needs to understand. Number one, price doesn't sell. Number two, you will never be the best price mm. ever mm. because there's always somebody that's going to be cheaper than you. There's always some kind of business that's going to, that, that, or solution that's going to be cheaper than you. Do you guys have Planet Fitness over there? We don't. We don't have. So let everyone know about Planet Fitness. because Planet one Fitness day- is $10 a month. Huge yeah. mega gym here in the mm. States. Huge mega gym. It's $10 a month. Now, if you're $12 a month, you're still losing on price. So the bottom line is price is not where you want to go unless you can win on price. And if, and if you can, you're talking to the wrong guy, okay? Because <laughs> that's not the game I go for. I go for how do we, get, how do we maximize what we're doing? How do we and, and create efficiencies in the sales process so that we can maximize? But people do not buy from you based on price you got to remember that we think they do because that's how we buy stuff we buy bread milk whatever based on price we buy cars maybe based on price nobody buys memberships based on price we're conditioned to think that but that's not how it is they buy based on whether they think they can get out of it what they are looking to achieve whether it's Mm -hmm. losing weight getting in shape um, competition, whatever it might be, if they feel like you can help them and they feel like that they can do it, then they're going to buy from you and they're going to spend extra money with you. If those things fall in line, if they don't, then you're not presenting yourself right. And then you got a problem and that's a sales problem, not a price problem. Okay. Nobody, nobody, uh, you know, they ask about price cause they don't know what else to ask. But the bottom line is when they come to you, you got to remember they buy based on what they feel they can get out of this program Hundred and how you make them feel. I agree. And that's and important I, to remember. Well, I guess the, the simplest way to look at that, let's compare two gyms, right? One of them's 10 bucks a month. One of them's a hundred bucks a month, for example, right? If you're a prospect and your goal is to lose X amount of weight or to feel like this, and you don't think the $10 a month is going to do it, you're not going to sign up because it's just wasting your money, right? You'd prefer to right. pay more and actually get what you want. So I love right. that there. Mike, I've got a couple of questions for you here, Eric. You obviously deal with a lot of different uh, fitness professionals selling memberships, right? What would you say are the common problems you see? when they Obviously, before they go through your program, someone comes in, they're like, hey, you know, I'm struggling to sell memberships. What are the common problems you see these people have if they're struggling before they see you? So the biggest problem is getting people to show up for their appointments, okay. their, their initial consultations. Those, that's number one across the board. Um, and 
the, the biggest problem and the biggest reason why that's happening is because we're treating prospects almost like we would treat a member or we're, in other words, what your certification is, how good you are, what your, your training space looks like, all the equipment that you have, that means absolutely nothing to a prospect. It means something to your members because your members got to justify in their head why they bought from you. Mm. And, and once they become a member, they'll use all of those things to justify it, right? They, they've got, you got to get results for them, right? If you, if you don't have a program that gets results, you might as well jump off this podcast right mm. now because you know, you're, 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 you're you got to work on that first. Yeah. Sales, yeah. you might get some more sales, but you're going to fall off the back end. Right. Mm. But the program, all of those things that your certifications, the, 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 how great you are, that's member stuff. Prospects. When you talk about how great you are, when you talk about your, your, you know, your, your phenomenal results with people and, and all of these different things where I, I call them kind of bragging points, and we do it out of good intentions. We don't, it's, it's not like, you know, you're, you're a, a fit pro and you're, you're bragging because you're arrogant. You have legitimate reasons to talk about and, and accomplishments to talk about. The problem is when you start talking to prospects about them, they get intimidated. And I'm sure your listeners out there have heard this before where a prospect has said, you know what? Maybe I'll get in shape and then I'll come see you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I better work out a little bit before I come see you. Yeah. They're intimidated. Gym intimidation is a real thing. People want to work out, but they're afraid that they, they're not going to look like everybody else when they show up. They're afraid they're not going to know what to do. They're afraid they're going to you know, be the only one who needs to lose weight and get in shape. And when we're talking to prospects, we've got to make sure that we're reassuring them that being a beginner is cool. They have nothing to worry about because you're going to do X, Y, Z for them in the process. That losing weight and getting in shape, look, that's the number one reason people come to us. <laughs> so you're going to fit in with everybody else here. And you've got to say that to them. I don't go, hey, listen, you know what? I got this certification, that certification. So I'm going to get that fat off you like you wouldn't believe. I've helped hundreds in our community. And they're like, oh, damn, this guy might be out of my league here. Mm. But I what say, you know what? What if I can't? I'm scared. I'm going to. They'll be scared to sign up because what if I sign up and I don't? I'm going to be a freaking loser. No, they're not even going to sign up because they're not even going to show up. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. They're, they're scared. They'll book an appointment with you because they don't want to be rude on the phone, mm. right? But when the time comes to show up, they're still they're still that intimidation's still there. And because you talked about how great you are that increased their anxiety and intimidation. When you start flipping that around and, and they say, hey, I want to lose weight and I want to get in shape and you, and you talk about, hey, you know what? That's the number one reason people come to me. So you're going to fit right in with my community of members here or you're going to fit right in with the rest of my clients because that's why they train with me. Wow. Now what's going on in the prospects head is they're like, oh, I'm going to show up and people are going to look like me. They're not going to look like bodybuilders who have ripped abs and are already in shape and I'm going to show up looking like a slob. They're going to see a bunch of slobs showing up in their head, <laughs> which is going to help them show up. So that is the biggest. We, we tend to treat prospects and members the same. They're two different people. Mm. We've got to, we've got to 
prospects are like little babies. You've got to coddle them. You've got you've to reassure them. You've got to allay any kind of fear that they have about showing up. When you do that, your show up rate will go through the roof. And typically, we in the, the industry is about a 50% show up rate, some a little bit lower than that. 50% is actually pretty good. And when clients come on with me, 50% is terrible. I mean, I have clients, I just, I just did a presentation in Phoenix, Arizona, and one of my clients that was there, I put her up on the board because when she started with me, she was at 50%, and she was able to increase her show up rate right out of the gates, and now it averages 91 point something percent, wow. and the last month it was 94% show up rate, which even if you suck at everything else, if you get more people to show up, you're still going to sell more. Right. So that's the biggest thing, getting people to actually show up when you book appointments. And the, and the other side of it is sometimes we don't like to do these free weeks, free workouts and they don't, and and people don't like to do them because they can't sell. They can't get people to show up. So Mm -hmm. they feel like they're wasting their time. But once you learn how to sell and once you learn how to get people to show up at a higher rate, you'll be doing free for the rest of your life because that free turns into paid yes and it turns into significant money when you're able to present what you're offering in a way where people want to give you that money hundred percent and i guess the the way to look at that is like a simple way to look at sales is the more people you speak to the more successful you're going to be if you can close right and if that right. if that well, sales- you, you know you don't you don't even have to be great at sales if you have a if if your program is great, that initial workout is great, which is the strongest thing whenever I work with somebody. They always have a great program. And this is why they pay the money to work with me because they're like, listen, I know what I do works. I just got to figure out a way to get more people in it. And we're going to rock and roll. I'm going to change the freaking world here, right? So that's typically their strong point. Mm. So bottom line, if you can get more people, if, if all you ever do is get better people showing up, you're going to get more sales because you have that program element. Now you start to add all of those up. You're a little bit better at contacting people, a little bit better at getting people to show up, a little bit better at overcoming those objections before they happen, a little bit better at that workout part, a little bit better at at, at presenting the memberships at the end and closing the sale, and then a little bit better at getting to overcome any kind of hesitation they have. All of that a little bit better. You don't even got to get crazy with it. Mm. But just a little bit better adds up to significant improvement. Yes, love that. All right, so if that's number one there, Eric, what would you say number two is? The second biggest issue. The second biggest issue is the idea that we talked about earlier is that price has something to do with selling memberships, right? We think that, you know, if, if we're not competitive on pricing, then we're not going to be able to, to close sales. We're not going to be able to get sales, right? Because what happens? People call, oh, how much is it? And you don't know how to answer that question. So therefore, now you're, now you're putting price out there as the front. And you're basically telling people that you have nothing to offer except price. Mm. So person A told them it was $59. There's no way you can do it for $59. Yours is $159 and you look like you're, you're ripping people off mm. because they have no concept of that you're better 
than person A. So pricing is a whole mental thing uh, for clients a lot of times. And I've never had a client that I've worked with who's came on and, and brought me on not raise their prices. Wow. It's almost a requirement when I come on board. Unless your prices are, are already set, um, which most of them aren't, they don't realize what they can get. You know, you're, you, the pricing's all out of whack because again, you got this mindset that price sells your, 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 what you offer and it doesn't, you know, I mean, people pay crazy amounts of money to lose weight. Right? Mm. I mean, you want to get, there's a, the, that lap band or whatever that goes around your stomach. Mm. Yeah. People get that all the time. That, that surgery is like three, $4,000, right? And they get it all the time. And what's crazy about it is the, 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 the doctor performing it's making three, $400,000 a year, mm. right? You gym owners, you, you freaking trainers out there should be making three, $400,000 a year. Cause yeah. you're going to say, you're going to create a lifestyle for these people. Right. And you could be getting that kind of money. You just gotta, you gotta have your pricing in line and you've got to know how to handle the price question when it comes to the forefront before you're doing anything else. You put price out there, you got a problem because you're not going to win on price is from what I said earlier. Right. And if you can't win, what are you leading with it for? Mm. I don't care what the prospect is asking you. You can't win. Don't put it out there until you can demonstrate where you can win and you can win on program. You can win on helping somebody. Nobody's going to help these people feel comfortable about showing up. Mm. That's a huge competitive advantage you're going to have. Mm. And as a matter of fact, sales is your number one competitive advantage. People don't realize this. Sales is your number one competitive advantage because if you can't get them in the gym, you can't get them into a workout. They don't know what you are. Mm. You have no clue. You're just like person A over here doing 59 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. Right. And, and I can tell you, they can't sell. Mm. They can't do it. They're, they're terrible at sales. Yeah. So you get better at sales. That's a huge competitive advantage for you. Cause then they get a chance to actually experience your workout. So yeah. pricing is, is probably the second thing. And then it starts to get scattered about a little bit. Okay. You know, some people it's like, well, how do I overcome this? Or how do I handle this? Or how do I do that? But that's probably the second biggest one. Okay. Either they're not charged enough. You're leading with price. You're talking about price and it's irrelevant. Okay. What, one question on that, Eric. And the answer that I think is going to be just freaking buy your book and read it. But if somebody just off the bat here is like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But I'm a bit scared, Eric. I'm a bit scared to increase my, my prices. What would be your, your response to that? That's fine. It's okay. It's, it's not, I've never, I've never had anybody say that, oh yeah, you know, um, cool. I should increase my prices, you know, it, because you're charging price ba based on thought and, and energy and, 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 and research that you've done. Right. And so the thing is a lot of times what we research is other, other gyms other personal trainers other and they're doing it the same right so you're not getting any better in terms of research in terms of finding these things out you're not getting any better with it right what you got to do is you got to understand you got to research the human psychology of the person that you're dealing with it doesn't matter what so-and-so down the block is is doing the, the the bottom line is you have a price for a certain reason and upping that 
it just naturally we start to fear it because we think that's going to affect our sales. Hmm. And that's where the fear comes from. Otherwise you would have no fear. Okay. I have no fear. I have no fear telling a client who pays me a lot of money to up your prices. No fear whatsoever. No hesitation because I know what's going to happen. Nothing. They're going to, they're going to sell more actually. They're going to get less price objections because they actually have a presentation process and a sales process that makes it smooth. And by the time they get to the end, they're going, oh my God, I thought it was going to be way more than this, even though it's a lot more than what everybody else is charging. So that fear of raising your price, it's normal. But the bottom line is it's not going to affect your sales in a negative way. And another thing that you can look at is think about it like this. Let's say you doubled your sales or you doubled your pricing. Let's say you went from 59 to 120, okay? $120 a month as an example. I don't, whatever the numbers are, the numbers are, but, but let's say you did that. That means you would, you would have to close half as many sales to lose money. Mm. No, less than half to lose money. Mm. Now, if you're telling me that you think you can't close at least 60, 70% as many sales, maybe you will be worse at it. Let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say you will be just a little bit worse at it because you know you think $120 a month is some crazy huge number. And, and now you're, you're selling at 70% of what you were selling before. You're still making more money. Yes. And, and here's the reality. You're not going to get worse at it. Mm. You're going to get better at it. Right. And, and that's where you, when you start doing the math, you start to realize, well, wait a second, I could lose half my members and I'd be the same amount of money. What the, what am I doing here? Why, why am I nickel and diamond myself with this business? You know, why don't I get better at presenting what I have to offer? Why don't I get better at selling these memberships and selling these services? Because if I do that, I'm going to be able to get more. I'm going to be able to help more. And I'll tell you something else. You will have a different level of client. Mm. Clients who pay more are typically a better type of a client. They, will, they listen. They follow advice better. They're more invested in it. Right? The, so The more you pay, the more you pay attention, right? Exactly. You're going to find a lot more benefits on that end, right? So it's, it's okay if you have a little bit of fear about it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's normal. You know, change is, is scary. But you got to do it, right? You got people coming to you that are scared, okay? If, if, if you have the same mindset as them, you're going to be nowhere. They're going to be nowhere. So you got to understand, you want to get better, you got to do things better. You want your clients to get better. They got to do things better. That's how it works. And your pricing probably sucks. So let's go up it up. Love that. So many good. I'm just going to summarize a few things there because there were so many good bits of information. I like the fact of even just being a leader, the client or the client or the member is going to train with you because they need someone to lead them. So you've got to be the leader and you've got to be confident, right? If you're scared, no one wants to be led by a scared person, right? I also like the doubling side of things. I've heard that in a personal training sense, where if you're a personal trainer and let's say you've got 
let's say you've got 40 clients, for example, and let's say you're charging 50 bucks a week for your personal training sessions. You could double your rates to 100 bucks. Hey, you could lose half your clientele and great. You'd still be earning the same amount of money and working half the hours. So I love, right. love the way you've brought that there. Just one more question before we finish off, Eric. I'd love to know objections. What's the biggest object or the most common objection that most fitness professionals get? And how do we overcome that? Well, the, the most common ones you, you want to take care of ahead of time. So that's important. One thing that, mm. that about my sales process that is different than anything else that, that you see out there is we already know what these objections are going to be. So we want to answer them when the prospect is going to be the most honest. Mm. Okay. Now, when price is presented to a prospect, they're going to lie to you. Mm. They're going to lie. There's a saying that goes, buyers are liars. Mm. Right? Because now it's time to part with their money. Now it's time to make commitment to scary things. Mm. Right? Yep. So we don't want to be dealing with objections when there's money on the table. Because they'll lie to us. Oh, I got to check my schedule. Oh, I got to talk to my boyfriend. Right? When the reality is, they may not have to. And by the way, it's 2019. Your schedule's in your damn phone. We know this. <laughs> but if they say that when price comes up, you don't know if it's really scheduled or, and how do you put, if you do it that way, now you're putting pressure on somebody and you're making it weird, right? So before they train, before there's price, before there's anything, when they come in, we do, almost everybody does some type of pre-interview. Mm. The problem is the pre-interview has no purpose. In other words, you ask some questions, oh, this medical history, oh, why do you want to do it so bad? What, you know, what's your big why? But there's no trajectory towards selling. Mm. In other words, every question doesn't lead closer to a sale. Mm. It's just kind of random spread out all over the place. So the four objections up front, one is location. Can you get to me? Right. You're showing pri you, you, beforehand. Oh yeah. I'll get here. What about if it's snowing out? Oh yeah. I'll be there. Rain, sleet, snow, tornadoes, whatever. I'm, I'm going to be here. Right. You show them price and ask them about that. And they're like, Oh, you know what? I got to check the bus route. I got to see, you know, my car's been acting up lately. I got to see if I can get a ride here. It's all BS, but ahead of time, they're going to be on. I I'm in. Mm. Okay, cool. What about schedule? If I put something together for you that's a couple days a week, starting out, not saying it's going to be exactly that, but we'll figure it out a little closer, but at least a couple days a week at this time, these days, does that work for you in your schedule? Now, if they say, no, I got to check. Now, you know, they're being honest and you can say to them, Mr. Prospect, then check mm. because I want to put a program together for you. And it's going to be very difficult if I don't know your damn schedule. So get your phone out and let's see what works for you. They're not going to tell you later when they see price. Oh, got to check my schedule. Cause it's mm. already done. Mm. Right. And now you're doing it in a way where it's, where you're figuring out how to make something work for them as opposed to at the end where you're trying to figure out how to sell something to them and they're defensive about it. Mm. Right. The second, the third one is motivation and commitment. Right. 
a lot of times we ask them what, what they, their goal is, what they're looking to get out of it. But motivation and commitment has three parts to it. And if we just ask what their goal is, I want to lose 20 to 30 pounds. That's the most common answer across all over the world. That's yeah. what I hear everywhere. 20 to 30 pounds. Nobody's, nobody's 50 pounds overweight. We're <laughs> weird. Everybody's 20 to 30 pounds overweight. Yeah. Even though some of them aren't. We know this. But they'll tell you 20 to 30. So that's what they think is going to get them to, to whatever it is they want. 20 to 30 pounds me is nothing. What mm. is it that that gets them? What's the mm. positive of mm. it? Well, I'm going to have a six-pack ad. I'm going to be able to wear a two-piece bikini. Mm. I'm going to be able to uh, date. I don't know. There's, there's, mm. They got these reasons. Mm. I got to know the positive side of it, and I've got to know the negative side of it. Why does it suck right now being 20, 30 pounds overweight? Mm. What, who, who gives a shit? Mm. Everybody's overweight. Why mm. do you care? Why do you mm. want to be special and be in shape? Mm. Right? I got to get that side of it. I need both sides. And the last part of it, the third part of it is, what have you done in the past to accomplish this goal? And why hasn't it worked? Mm. Love that. That is the baggage they're bringing to your relationship. Mm. If they went to a gym and they lost motivation, I got to know this. And they lost motivation because when they showed up, they didn't know what to do. Mm. And they didn't know what to do. Now they didn't get the results. Therefore, they stopped going and they continued to pay. That is now baggage you are going to deal with. Mm. Because they're bringing that to the relationship. That's what's happened to them in the past. So that's why I got to ask, what have you tried in the past and why didn't it work? And then I got to break it down all the way to the fact that you showed up and you didn't know what you were doing. Now, when I'm talking to them, number one, if that's the reason, I know they need personal training. I can't just sell them a gym membership mm. or I'm doing them a disservice. Yeah. They need personal training because they don't know what the hell they're doing. And that's 99% of your prospect. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. This goes back to what you said, leadership, right? You are the leader here. They're coming to you. You've got to tell them what they need and what, what to do here. And if you got somebody who says, well, I didn't work for me in the past because I didn't know what I was doing, you got to have personal training. Mm. Or you're going to be in the same boat and you're going to continue this cycle. So I've got to emphasize that throughout the training process. And I know that ahead of time. But that's the baggage they're bringing to it, right? Think about like personal relationships. When you, when, when, let's say you, you, you're dating somebody new. Mm. It's new in a relationship. They don't trust you. They don't trust you. What the hell do you do? Nothing. Yeah. You're new. Yeah. It's the, it's the dude before you, man. Mm. He, he gave her some trust issues. Yes. That's why so I'm single. So now you've got to pay for that. But yeah. you've got to be able to handle that. And in a sales situation, I've got to be able to handle it. So those are the three parts. What do you, what's the positive that you're going to get out of accomplishing this goal? What is the sucky part about it right now with where you're at? That's one of the bigger motivators. And then the third part of it is, what have you tried in the past and why the hell hasn't it worked for you? Mm. Right? Because once I know that, I can, put a, I can present what I'm offering in a way where they feel like this is going to be different for them than what they've done in the past. And then it's easier for them to make a decision. They feel more secure about making a decision because I'm answering something that's, that has failed for them 
previously. And then the fourth and, and final one is significant other. I got to talk to so-and-so, right? So let's say you decide to mm. do this training to, and, and move forward with it and get on a program. Is there anybody who is not supportive of you doing this? Mm. No, no, no. Everybody's supportive. Okay. Who's going to be your, the first person you tell? I'm going to tell my boyfriend. Okay, great. So you tell your boyfriend that you decided to get personal training, get your membership, get everything squared away. And you're now you're on your way to losing 20 to 30 pounds, getting in that two piece bikini, the whole nine, you're going to go home and he's going to put on the cheerleading outfit and the pom poms and do the dance for you. That's how big of a supporter he is. Right. Oh yes, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Now I know he's not going to be a problem. And if he is going to be a problem, well, my boyfriend's not a big fan of me being here. You know, he's a little insecure about it. Well, let me ask you something. Let's say you think this is the perfect thing for you. Let's say it's something that you want to do. Are you going to let that stop you from doing it? No, I'm going to do it. This is my decision. Mm. I, can, I can kill it right there. Yeah. And matter of fact, I didn't kill it. She did. Yeah. And that's the big difference. They sell themselves. They're giving you the answers. They're, all you're doing is asking the question that produces the positive result, which is a sale. Because mm. without that, you can't help them. Mm. Right? So now it becomes less of you looking like a salesperson, even though you're the greatest salesperson in the world because you don't look like one. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you are one and you're getting sales and you're getting them at high percentages. So I'm done. Those are the only four objections I'm dealing with. Now, if let's say we fast forward and they are hesitating at the end. Okay. Cause that does happen. Sometimes you show them price. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Price is good or price is a little bit more than what you expected to pay. No, no price is good. I just, I, you know, I want to think about it. Mm. Okay. Perfect. You always agree with people, but guess what they want to think about baggage. They want to think about, hmm, am I going to follow through with this? Am I going to quit like I did before? Am I going to lose the motivation like I did before? I know that's what's going on because I already asked about it and I've been doing this a long time. So I know that's why, why they're going to hesitate, right? So we always agree with them that thinking about it's smart. This is the big mistake people make. They think it's now the prospect versus me. Mm. If you think you're going to get an agreement from disagreeing with a prospect, you're wrong. You're not going to do it. Mm. It doesn't work that way. Nope. Okay. You got to be on the same page. And when you're on the same page, then you can move them past an obstacle. So you always agree. And here's the reality. Thinking about it is smart. Mm. You don't want to do dumb things. Mm. Right. So when a process, I got to think about it. Okay. You know what? I understand that. Thinking about it's a smart thing to do. Right. Because. We want to make a good decision. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's why you want to think about it, right? You want to make sure you're making a good decision. Yeah, for sure. You know, nobody never, nobody ever disagrees with that. Yeah. Mm. And, and they start to go, you know what? This guy's a terrible salesperson, but I love him. Yeah. He's actually going to let me think about it. And that's terrible as a salesperson, right? Think about it's important. I get that. You want to make a good decision. Yes, absolutely. That's why. Okay, great. I, I get that. So let me ask you real quick, if, if you decided to purchase today, if you went home and you were a member and we got this program, all, everything was underway, let me ask you something. 
how could that be a bad decision? Mm. What would be a bad decision about that? Because that's what's holding them back. And guess what the bad decision is? Well, you know, I just don't, I don't want to buy it. I'm all excited right now. I don't want to buy it. And then get in the same boat I was before where now I stop using it. I can answer that. I understand that. That's why I have the package that I put together for you. Mm. Because in the past, nobody did that for you. Mm. Nobody put something together where you, when you show up, here's, here's the beauty of this. When you show up on Tuesday, you're going to have somebody that's going to help you get through the entire workout, not just help you get through it, but teach you everything that you need to do. You don't have to know anything. Mm. That's your, that's, you know, going to be Tuesday. Then guess what's going to happen the next time you come in? Same thing. Somebody's going to be guiding you through the workout. You know, what's going to happen the third time you come in, you're going to get the same thing. And guess what? Three months from now, you're still going to have the same thing. You're not going to lose motivation because you're going to show up with a trainer who's going to take you through the workouts, who's going to motivate you, who's going to teach you what to do, and that's how you're going to end up getting results. See, what you bought previously, you didn't get results because you didn't know what to do, you didn't, and you lost your motivation because you didn't know what to do, and you weren't getting the results. That's why this program is perfect for you, and that's why I, I, I'm sharing this program with you. So how would you like to pay for it? With your credit card or checking account? Sign me up. MasterCard. Because I answered the damn issues. <laughs> right? Now I don't go, hey, so do you still need to think about it? We thought about it. We did it out loud. Right? You don't need 10 years to think about something. You don't need 10 seconds. You just need, to, you just need the reality to be there. And, and if you let them leave and go think about it on their own, those insecurities will grow. But I crushed them. And I crushed them for the right reasons because what I'm doing is legit. I'm really going to help this person. I'm really mm. going to give her workouts. I'm really going to get her results. Right? And if I let her leave, she might sign up somewhere that's cheaper mm. and, and waste their money again. Mm. Right? Yeah. And that's the, that's the process in a nutshell. And that's the only objections you're going to get at the end where – People may hesitate, okay? Now, if, your price, if you never hear a price issue, if you never hear somebody go, well, that's a little bit more than what I expected to pay, then you're not charging enough. Mm. Or your sales process sucks, mm. okay? And if your sales process sucks, I can fix that real easy. Get the damn book. That'll, re that'll help you out a lot. Then if you're hearing price issue, or you're not, I should say, you know you're not charging enough. Mm. You need to up your prices a little bit because you, you should get that every once in a while. Yeah. You know, and, and when that happens, then it just comes down to, well, that's more than what you expected to pay. What, what did you expect to pay? Hmm. And usually you're looking at anywhere from 30 to $50 difference hmm. from what they expected to pay and what you're charging. Now, even on the high end at 50 bucks, that's $12 and 50 cents a week. Yeah. And you're going to let that hold you back. Mm. Nah, and I got closes in my book on how to deal with that, but just it, it just is the pure Common number sense. sense. Yeah. Come on, twelve dollars and fifty cents. Mm. When you when you see people look at the big number, when you mm. say, "Wait a second, 
So that you're talking $50 difference is going to hold you back. $12 and 50 cents a week is going to hold you back. I want to make sure I'm on the same page with you because yeah. that's blowing my mind right now. Yeah. And a lot of times, well, actually, you know what? Now that you think about it, no, let's go. $12.50 is nothing. Exactly. You probably got it in the damn cup holder of your car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's nothing. So you're not going to see a lot of those objections happening anymore when you start implementing the sales process, which is the beauty. It. Well, I love, what I love about that so much is it's you, not only is it an amazing process, it comes across so much more authentic because you're not being a pushy salesperson and getting into you know, the, the debate side of things, you're essentially getting them to answer the question. And if they then come back, they're going to look like they're pretty much being a hypocrite to themselves. They've got to go back against their own logic. If they've said this earlier here for them to then think of um, an excuse here in their head, they're going to be like, well, hold on. What am I saying? I just said this over here. If I then I'm not going to make myself be a hypocrite. My own logic said that I want to do this. So I got to do it. So I love right. that side of things there. Hey, I want to be right. respectful of your time, Eric. Well, I know. One other thing I want to add to that. Yeah. I'd one, love to more, one tip. Yeah. When you're asking the questions, you also have paper and pen. Mm. I know it's the digital age. We got computers. We got all, I'm old school and, and I'm never going to change this paper and pen because when you give me an answer, I write it down. Mm. Now you're locked in. Mm. You're locked in. You come and you start talking memberships with me and you see your answers are there. Mm. You're, you ain't talking, telling me you got to go talk to schedule. You aren't telling me you got to go talk to husband. You aren't telling me this isn't important to you because you're just about in tears two seconds ago mm. with this. All of it's right there in front of you, which makes it even less likely that you're going to go back on. It. And here's the other beauty of it. It's about honesty. Mm. Your prospect is being honest with you up front. And when they're being honest with you, you can provide an honest solution. And when they're hesitating, you can help them through that because there's a genuine fear there and you need to help them with it. Right? What kind of trainer are you that can't help somebody? Mm. And mentally is the biggest thing that you need to help people with. It's not doing reps. Mm. It's getting them to believe that those reps mean something. Mm. Getting them to believe that this is going to go somewhere. They're not going to see progress after the first workout. They're going to hate you. Mm. They're going to feel sore. Mm. They're going to hate you after the first workout if you're doing it right. But you've got to be able to get them through the mental stuff. That is the biggest key. And that's this sales process does. And it keeps it honest. And, when, and honesty is the best sales uh, technique there is. Yes. And if anybody says anything different, they're bad salespeople. Okay. Let's just be, let's just be honest about that. hundred percent. And especially the long term, right? Like even if you are dishonest and it leads to you making a sale, Hey, that's probably going to come back and bite you in the long run because that person isn't going to come back. They're probably going to tell people how bad the experiences was and long term, it's not going to work. If you're honest, well, Hey, that person's probably going to stay for longer. They're probably going to tell more people and it's a flow on effect as well, right? The more people you're honest with, the more people are going to want to come and going to want to stay and going to tell more people, the more people you're dishonest with, the more that's going to hurt you in the long run. So I, I love that there. And dishonesty isn't sales. No. Anybody, you can make up anything and get people to buy. That's not sales. That's mm. lying. Yeah. Right. You, there's a, there's a documentary about the, this fire festival thing. Do you see this, this thing where the guy mm. had this huge event planned 
and and he was going to do it on Pablo Escobar's island. Got all these models and all these bands were going to show up. You should check it out. There's a documentary on it. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, they both got documentaries on it. But there was no event. Shit. Sold all kinds of tickets. Just straight up lied. I'm watching this thing and people on the, on the documentary are going, man, he's a great salesperson. I'm like, how? He's a criminal. He's telling people, look, here's what's going to be there. That's not going to be there. Yeah. And so it's like, if I say to you, hey, man, what's your favorite car? Favorite Oh, I'm not a car person, but I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to say a Mercedes. Okay. Let's go with Mercedes. You know that, you know how much Mercedes are, even if it's not mm. your favorite car. Mm. If I said to you, Hey man, I have a Mercedes out here. I'm going to sell it to you for $10,000. You know, there isn't a Mercedes on the planet. It's yeah, $10,000, no, no. but I'm telling you, I got one. You believe it. And you start thinking, you know what? I'm going to buy this damn Mercedes from him because I know at the very end, I could flip this thing and double my mm. money mm. at the low end. Mm. Mercedes is going to be 50 to 80 grand for the cheap ones, right? Yeah. So this is a great deal. Let me, let me do this. That's not selling. Mm. That's lying, right? I don't have the Mercedes. You gave me the 10 grand for something you, you thought was there. Dishonesty is not sales. Honesty is sales. Being able to present what you, ha- what you offer in a way that's honest is the art of selling memberships. Okay. And that's, and that's why I'm out here doing this so that you can be honest with people. You can get the results. They can feel good about the buying it and you can feel good about selling it. And when it's all said and done, you're providing value for them. That's way worth, that's worth way more than what you're charging. And you're making a significant living doing it and, and a significant contribution to your community and to the world. Um, by getting people to look better, feel better, and, and live healthier lives. Yes, love that. Well, hey, Eric, that's all we've got time for today. Just before I finish up, a, a couple quick questions i like to finish up with. You're obviously a mentor to a lot of fitness professionals and sales out there. You're obviously an author yourself, and that's obviously our number one go-tos, right? If someone wants to read a book on sales, they're reading your book. Someone wants a sales mentor, they're going to see you. I'm curious about yourself. Do you have any favorite sales books that you recommend or do you have a sales mentor that you use? Um, in terms of sales mentors, not anymore. I, I've read a lot of books. Um, Jeffrey Gittimer is, is somebody that I, I studied. Um, Roger Dawson, old school. Zig Ziglar is one of my favorite guys. Um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of great sales people and sales trainers that are out there. Um, Tom Hopkins is another one. Um, a lot of great, a lot of great salespeople out there that you can, you can actually learn from. Um, but the, the thing is, and, and what's important to understand is in our industry, there's a certain way to sell and you can go learn from these guys and you can get better at different aspects of the sales game, but you're always going to have to modify it and you're always going to have to tweak it and you're always going to have to you know, have, have a, a, um, what do you call it? There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve where you're making adjustments here and there until you finally figure it out. And what I'm presenting to you is taking all of that that's out there and now directed it towards our industry and adjusted it towards our industry. So basically all you got to do is follow that process and you will see that, um, your sales will increase, your show up rates will increase. 
you know, your objections will decrease. Your, the price you can charge will increase. All of these things will happen without you having to try to figure it out. You know, you do what you're good at. And then you start scaling it. Now you hire salespeople that that's all they do is sell your services. Right. But um, yeah, so those are, those are some, and, and like Jeffrey Ginnerberg, one of my favorites, which ironically, when my book came out, he called me. Wow. Right. Or actually no, he, he messaged me and said, call him. So I called him and I was like, like freaking blown away. He gave my book a five-star review, wow. which when your mentor when you're, and it wasn't like I hired him as a one-on-one -on -one mentor. Like today, mentors are like, you can hire them and they'll work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Back then, it was like in your mind, he was your mentor because you read his books and you know, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, when, that, when my book came out and I got that review and, and, and the message to call him, I was blown away. I was like, you know, this dude's like king. Matter of fact, he's, the, he's called the king of sales, wow. right? And so, um, yeah, I was pretty stoked on that. And, and when a person who is considered the king of sales reads your sales book and gives it five stars, all right, I ain't got to say nothing else about that. You understand? <laughs> Love that. I'm going uh, to read out that link one more time. So if you want to get this book, you've got two options. Just go on Eric's Instagram, which is at Eric Charles Russell, and the link will be there. Or just go straight to the website, sellingmemberships.com slash free book. And you can also get it from Amazon too, if you want to do that. Amazon as well. And it's um, say, any education I like, right? Any books I like, especially if we're talking whatever it is, 10, 20 bucks, especially if it's free plus shipping, but especially something about sales. Because I have no doubt that if you pay the... 10 US dollars for free shipping or whatever it is, you're going to make more than that back in memberships. So I recommend jump on and get that book. Just before I leave you to it, Eric, is there anything you want to finish up with? Anything I should have asked you that did or that didn't? No, this was fun. I, I, um, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I, or this. And um, no, I, that was great, man. I appreciate you having me on. And I hope that um, the people listening got something out of it and they'll, they'll find some value in it. Awesome. All right. I'm going to leave you to it, Eric. All right, man. Thanks for having me. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.